Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast. My name is Abby Aslan, and I'm the host of this podcast. This week, I'm going to be talking about relationships, and I feel like I haven't talked about relationships much on my own on the podcast when I have been. It's been like with guests or with my boyfriend being on and that kind of thing. I feel like I haven't, I don't think I've ever done just like a relationships episode by myself talking about it. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do for this week. And I had a few ideas, but then I like thought of relationships and I was like, wait a second, I have so much I could say. And I'm, that's exactly what I'm going to do today. Just kind of talking about like the most important lessons I've learned over the years um, in dating and everything at 22 and a half years old and not even just like lessons, just things that I have found personally that are have just transformed um, my relationships and my relationship now and things that I just like noticed didn't work that I changed up, that kind of thing. And just a disclaimer, I am not saying that like this that you don't have to like take this advice you can take it with a grain of salt but I'm just like sharing my personal experience so don't think I'm like sitting here telling you like all this is like the standard or it's like the line and that kind of thing because I just want to share my experience and what I've learned in my experience and how I my perspective of some things so if your perspective is not the same of mine that's okay I'm just presenting to you my perspective um so that's a little disclaimer on that and also a disclaimer that my relationship's not perfect. Um, I know it's really easy to like look at influencers and celebrities and just people online, even people in your life. I feel like I do it more with people in my life than I do people online and influencers. And on social media, I feel like I'm used to like compare my relationship a lot to those around me, especially the people I knew. Um, like if I was around other couples a lot and just remember not to do that because I'll get into that later but it's just important to remember that my relationship's not perfect and me saying all of this I'm not saying that all of these things are problems from my current relationship um I've been in a couple relationships so some of them are from the past as well and yeah <laughs> but anyways today's Sunday it's 6 40 and it literally feels like it's 9 30 at night and the time change has me so messed up I'm like really glad because today's felt really long so I've just had a longer day um, I'm so thankful because I like actually did not have much schoolwork at all this weekend could I have been getting ahead and started studying for my law final yes I should have and I could have but I'm gonna start that tomorrow probably and I just wanted to enjoy the weekend and have a nice like Halloween and we went to Griffin Farms in Alabama, um, like 30 minutes outside of Tuscaloosa yesterday for Halloween. Got some pumpkins. We were going to carve them, but I went to like three or four different stores yesterday and no one had carving kits because they were all out of stock. So pumpkins are just sitting on the balcony now. And um, yeah, went to the pumpkin patch and watched the football game. I made some like pumpkin fluff dip with like light Cool Whip and canned pumpkin and instant vanilla pudding mix and it was amazing and ate it with some apples and vanilla wafers i made the trader joe's pumpkin bread with some dark chocolate chips in it um got chick-fil-a delivered and watched the football game and made some apple cider mimosas with like caramel rim and little glittery sparkly sugar around the rim so super great festive day for me that's like the most wholesome halloween i've had in a very long time um so definitely enjoyed that I hope all of you had a great and safe Halloween as well. And yeah, today 
um, has just felt so weird, I guess, is what I was trying to get at just because of the time change. But I'm glad because normally I'm recording my podcast like right before I go to bed and I'm exhausted. So yeah, <laughs> um, I also just started decorating for Christmas because it's November 1st and I'm crazy. But since I leave to go home, like when we go home for Thanksgiving, we don't come back. And normally I have two weeks into December um, to enjoy like Vlogmas and like decorating and that kind of thing for Christmas. Um, even though I do typically start decorating in November, I feel like in college, um, I just wanted to decorate, at least start decorating today. I haven't finished by any means, but I set up the tree. I haven't decorated it yet though and put away all the Halloween stuff. So I'm excited, but I'm also sad because I realized, oh my gosh, I'm not like all of my Vlogmas is going to be from home pretty much. And that's just crazy because I'm used to like having the finals study sessions at Starbucks with I got chocolate and doing the um, tinsel trail at the river walk and that kind of thing. So I don't know. It's just so different this year and it's weird. But anyways, enough with the rambling. Um, the quotes for this week's episode, this is like relevant to the re- episode, but at the same time, I just saw it and I just thought it was really good in general for life. And the quote is, forgive yourself for not knowing what you didn't know before you learned it. And I just thought that was really good and wholesome because I feel like with relationships, there's a lot that I beat myself up over. Um, Just like maybe the way I handled things in the past or like, which I don't like sit here and like contemplate on it. But I'm saying in the past, I've beat myself up over not doing something the way I think I should have or doing something and wanting, wishing I would have done it a different way. Um, Not saying certain things. I don't know. Just, you know, there's always those things that like, you look back and you're like, I wish I would have done things differently or, you know, I just wish I would have respected myself a little bit more and that kind of thing. Um, So I just thought that was a really good quote because I definitely used to be the type to like be so like, oh my gosh, like I hate that I didn't handle the situation this way and that kind of thing with relationships. But you learn lessons as you go and that's part of life. So you can't beat yourself up over something if you that hadn't really learned that lesson yet. You know what I mean? So once you learn that lesson, it's just important to try your best to implement it going forward. So my goal for this week is to just sort of get back into my fitness routine and find workouts and recipes and stuff that I just like actually get excited about and enjoy. Um, I've, I don't know, I feel like the past, ever since my CPA situation happened, my entire routine that I had got completely thrown off. I think I mentioned this last week. But or maybe I was talking about it in a vlog. I can't remember. But um, I feel like when I was studying for the CPA and that all of that was going on, I had such a solid routine and I didn't really like stray from it that much. And it was just really set. I mean, each week was really boring because it was like everything was the same, but at least I had a routine. And then once um, I found out I can't really start taking it until the summertime, I was like, obviously, okay, I'm not going to study right now. There's no point. I should just focus on school. And now that I'm not studying, it's like my schedule's just weird. And I can't figure out if I like going to the gym in the morning more or in the evening because my earliest class is 11. So I can easily go to the gym on any day of the week before that. But I also have like lift classes some mornings that I kind of need to be available for. So it's just weird. And I'm, I want, I like the idea and I actually physically like going to the gym in the morning more because you get it over with. I feel like I have more energy throughout the day. I feel like I get more done throughout the day. I just feel a hundred times better about myself for getting it knocked out and done with in the morning. 
but it's so hard sometimes for me to get myself up in the morning and actually go and I don't know what it is it's just like I I love having a slow morning and I think that's what really holds me back and the thing is is whenever I go to the gym in the morning I don't drink coffee because then I'm like you know you got to use the bathroom and then your stomach is all like just I don't know you just don't want to go to the gym after having like soon after having coffee I guess so I have pre-workout instead but I hate my mornings when I don't have coffee because it's like that ritual where the first thing you do in the morning you're like oh my gosh so excited for my coffee and you make your cup of coffee and then I like journal and stuff on a morning I don't go to the gym but when I do go to the gym I don't have my morning coffee and I just feel like it throws off everything and I just wait until um, I'm about to go to the gym instead and have pre-workout and then I'll have coffee like in the middle of the day or something um, or whenever I get back after um, I've showered and everything. So I don't know. I just can't figure that out. I don't like going in the evening either or afternoon just because it's a lot more crowded. So it's just it's better in general to go in the morning, but it's I don't know what it is. I just feel like my workouts are better when I go later in the day too. Um, And maybe it's just because I have like more food in me. um, So I just have more like energy I guess from having um, ate more throughout the day but I don't know I just really want to I went and worked out today and I just had an amazing workout so that's like it really like re-inspired me and I'm like November 1st we got this let's really kick this in the gear I will say um, part of my 21 day challenge that I talked about two weeks ago um, I finished up the self-love challenge this week and then Sophia I like literally keep mentioning her Sophia um, Ann Amato she posted like I think it's a end of the month and new month journal prompt so you do like one day of like the end of the month reflection and then one day is like a new month like kind of like how you want the month to go so that's what I'm gonna do tomorrow morning because I did not journal this morning um I don't know why I didn't I just like I don't know today's today's literally been so weird from the time change so I'm really excited to do that but back to the 21 day challenge um the journaling's still going really well it's like honestly my favorite part of the day is like getting up in the morning and going and sitting on my balcony with my cup of coffee and with Ella and just having that time to myself and like not really focusing on anything else first thing in the morning and it keeps me off my phone so well so I'm just like obsessed with it and I cooked at home so much this week you guys I'm so proud of myself um I spent a crap ton of money on groceries last weekend so I'm glad I'm cooking at home because I went to Trader Joe's and I went to Target because we were like out of all of our basic stuff like eggs, butter, creamer, orange juice, egg whites, like all of that stuff we were out of. And then I also got stuff at Trader Joe's. So I am so happy that I did that because last week it was a little bit harder for me to do that. And part of my goals and my 21 day challenge was to just cook more at home and just make more whole meals for myself that I really love. So I'm really proud of myself for doing that, keeping up with the journaling. Um, And I did, I think I only worked out three times this week and I was aiming for four when I talked to you guys last week. So this week we're aiming for four and we're trying again, but I'm feeling really re-inspired whereas I feel like this whole week I was kind of dreading working out just because I was like, I don't really know what workouts I want to do. And I'm just like totally feeling a new wave of inspiration. And I just realized last night I was like, I'm just not happy with where I'm at. I feel like I used to be in such a good place like this time last year with exercising and, you know, eating really balanced and stuff. And I feel like I've just been kind of lazy with it. Um, And that's fine because we go through seasons, but I just don't like the way I feel. So I'm making a change. 
And that's my goal. That's really strung out. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. (laughs) And my gratitude, I'm so thankful it's November because it's Christmas season. And I know a lot of people are like, you're skipping over Thanksgiving, but like, whatever. Um, I just want to, I always like to start celebrating Christmas early because I think the overall, like, I don't know how to explain it, but just like the spirit that everyone has during Christmas season. And I feel like it's like, regardless of whether you celebrate it or not, it's just a happy time. I mean, I don't know what it is. I think it's just because people tend to be around family more and it's just a time to kind of like reground and like reconnect and it's just a very happy season for me it's my favorite season so and since like I said I am going home earlier I'm starting to celebrate it way earlier here (laughs) so I'm just happy that um I'm able to celebrate it and everything and start celebrating because like I said it's my favorite season I love doing like the Christmas like coffees I think the Irish King Cold Brew is supposed to come back December 1st from a source so we will see that's at Starbucks really good I love decorating for Christmas I love having my Christmas tree I love Christmas music I love everything about it so and I love gift giving it's probably one of my favorite things in the world to spend money on is gifts for other people and one of my favorite things to do is like curate gifts especially like for people close in my life so I'm just thankful and I'm thankful for another month with new opportunities and new goals and all in all just a fresh start um, for November so the first thing I want to talk about in regards to things I've learned um, with relationships I really this is basically just like all in all communication and I'm not going to say here and like say like love each other um you know communicate with each other and respect each other because those are like obvious things these are a little bit more specific and detailed I feel like so I specifically like put down in my notes don't stay quiet and speak your mind and this is obviously in regards to communication and I it's just really bad to bury things that bother you under the rug because it's just going to allow the problem to persist and what you allow will continue. If you never take the time to speak what's on your heart or on your mind and express your feelings to your significant other, it will never get resolved because they will never know and you can't expect them to know. And it can be really hard to be vulnerable and bring these things up, like your feelings and you know any concerns you may have or anything like that. And it's something I have definitely struggled with a ton in the past. And I've worked on it a lot and I still struggle with it with certain issues and stuff. And I just used to be so scared of conflict and argument with my significant other. And I'm not saying like Griffin. I'm saying like in general, like in the past, Um, not specifically him. So I just would never speak how I felt if there was an issue in an effort to avoid conflict or an argument because I always thought, oh, if we get in an argument, it's going to end in breaking up. And that's like not the case. Um, That was just like an immature mindset from like high school you know what I mean um because in reality as you get older like you handle those arguments and stuff a lot better especially the longer you're with people and that kind of thing but I just it just does nothing because you end up resenting the other person in the long run for something they aren't even aware of if you're bearing things under the rug because then it's just going to build up inside you and you're going to take it out on the other person and you're going to be like questioning like why aren't they asking how I'm doing? Why aren't they asking about this issue and blah, blah, blah. And then you start to like sort of build that resentment towards them when in reality they have no idea. They could have no idea that something's going on. So I just, what I do personally, 
I think that it's if you want something to be resolved you do need to bring it up but for me I let myself think on the issue first I make sure it's legitimate and it's not something that I'm like overthinking about or just creating out of thin air because as a woman that overthinks a lot I tend to do that sometimes and then I'll bring it up if it's still nagging my mind or if I think it has like a reasonable basis and everything or if it's just like a true genuine concern that I think needs to be addressed and I've sat there and thought about it instead of just like speaking my mind right on spot it's better that I don't do that because sometimes I don't think things through fully um so (laughs) that's why it's important for me to do that but it's important to just be with someone who respects you and what you have to say and is always just willing to sit down and listen to your concerns and staying closed off just never ever does anything good for you or the relationship um you will never have like a deep emotional connection if you don't allow yourself to be be vulnerable with who you're with and that's part of like being in a relationship is supporting the other person through any concerns they have or any problems and issues and their feelings like it's just important to be open to listen but also open to share and with arguments um this is kind of like a side note Um, just because I didn't make this its own point, but I thought about it right before I started recording. Always maintain that mindset of it's us versus the problem in arguments. And I'm sure a lot of you have heard that before, but if you haven't, it's revolutionary. Um, It's not you versus me. You know, whenever you're in an argument with your significant other, it's us versus the problem. And that way, each person doesn't feel the need to point fingers at one another or get defensive, and you're instead working to resolve the actual problem at hand instead of sitting there trying to quote-unquote like fix each other and fix what the other person's doing wrong because you're never going to fix that. Like you, you have to fix the actual issue underlying at hand. And the second thing um, is to not make assumptions, and this is just like something I feel like we all do. Um, we're all guilty of it no matter like who you are and first first and foremost don't make assumptions about feelings um I used to I feel like I used to be like this just like in the beginning of each relationship I've been in I would almost like doubt my significant other's feelings for me and it's important to not do that if they haven't given you a reason not to because questioning their love for you and how they feel is probably gonna come off as like insulting to the other person if they haven't done anything to make you think otherwise And remember that there will be those high and low seasons and that's totally normal. And the way they show their love and communicate is bound to change through those seasons. It's just important to always make your best effort to make sure that the other person feels loved. And if you don't feel loved or feel like you're being shown love, communicate about it. And sometimes I get in like an intense work mode for a period of time when I get really busy. If I have like a ton of YouTube brand deals and I'm also like have a lot going on with school, I get like so consumed by my work and I neglect showing my boyfriend like the love and attention and affection and all of that that he deserves and that he should be getting and he knows um to bring it up to me in those cases and that's something I'm working on to like recognize it myself instead of him have to be like hey remember me I'm like over here like (laughs) take a break from your work please so I'm working on recognizing that myself and taking that time myself instead of always having him to remind me but I will say that he is very good about communicating what's on his mind and like communicating his feelings so it's good that he doesn't hesitate to let me know when I'm not showing up in that area because if I am a certain level of busy chances are that I'm just like totally 
so consumed by my work that I'm completely slipping up in my relationship. So the next thing with assuming, um, don't assume the other person knows what you want or knows what you're expecting when you haven't even communicated it. And I know I kind of said this earlier in the first thing, but I used to be so bad about this. I would like assume my boyfriend would know what I'm thinking about a certain situation or an argument and assuming he knows I wanted him to do a chore before I got home so that I can, you know, get to doing something later on when I get home. And it just goes with what I said earlier. How are they supposed to know if I haven't communicated my expectations with them? And you can't get upset with someone for not doing something if they don't know you expected them to do it or you never communicated it. And the last thing for assuming, don't create unwarranted like fall situations and scenarios in your head. It's so easy to let your anxious mind control you and convince you that, you know, your significant other is just not being the person they should be, whether that's like being unfaithful, disrespectful, whatever. I feel like that's like something that a lot of women and like men struggle with in general, especially in like their early 20s. And I think it's just like that weird transition phase where you go from like that high school level of dating to like actually serious dating and you just don't really know how to handle that stress of like not really knowing if you trust someone or not yet and the whole thing is that if you've had someone treat you that way before and you have those underlying problems and like trust issues and stuff of course your mind is going to naturally do that because you have reason to believe that that could be happening because you've literally had it happen before and I've been there I've done that like I've dealt with you know having those trust issues from someone in the past or you know multiple people in the past and then carrying that on into the relationship I'm in now and then I'm sitting there like oh my gosh like what if they're you know cheating on me or what if they're being unfaithful whatever but I promise that the more work you can or the more you can work on recognizing when you have those thoughts and just sit there and ask yourself, do I have a legitimate reason to be thinking that this person would do that to me? And if you can answer no to that, then you have no reason not to trust them. And my mom has always like told me like, I will trust you until you give me a reason not to. And I've carried that through my whole life with friendships and relationships as well. You know, I'm going to trust you as a friend and I'm going to trust you as a significant other until you have given me a reason not to. And there was a period of time where I struggled with that just because I did have, you know, some underlying trust issues that I never really resolved that I'll get into later. But um, you just have to make sure, you know, for that specific person that you're asking yourself that question because it's not fair to them for you to sit there and question their trust when they are probably doing nothing to compromise it anyways. Um, it's just, it's hurtful. Like, I, I don't like when, you know, if my significant other were to be like, oh yeah, like I'm skeptical of, you know, what you're doing. Like, I don't really trust you. And like, if I haven't given you a reason not to, like, why? Like, why are you, why don't you trust me? Just trust me until you, I give you a reason not to. And just recognize when your mind is creating those false scenarios and just take the time to assess whether it's warranted or not. And most times it won't be. And your relationship and your anxiety and just overall well-being in your relationship will seriously drastically improve once you learn how to get your mind out of those questioning scenarios where you're sitting there like digging yourself so deep in a hole of what ifs and you have no reason to be asking the what ifs in the first place 
And next is to not compare your relationship to other relationships. Your connection with your significant other is special and unique. And unique. Your past are unique. Everyone comes from a different relational background and background in general. The insecurities you have, the boundaries you set, the decisions you make, the needs you have, literally everything is unique to your specific relationship. Like the relationship you have with someone right now isn't the same as the last relationship you had or the next relationship you're going to have. If you can't compare your own relationships in your life, why are you even taking the time to compare to other people's relationships? And why even make an effort to compare you and your significant other's relationship to someone else's that doesn't even match up um, whenever you look at all the variables. And it's just so easy to see couples online and on social media and just easily and sort of subconsciously be convinced that they have things quote unquote figured out or that they're perfect or they never fight. But that's not the case and it's never the case. We're all human. We're all imperfect. And of course we all have our own problems and of course no relationship is perfect because of that and only compare your relationship now to a relationship with that person in the past and that's the only comparison in relationships you should be doing you shouldn't be comparing the relationship you're in right now you know to one you had before and you shouldn't be comparing it to other people's relationships it's literally you and that person and the variables are different in everyone's situation and in every relationship and it always like sort of brings a smile to my face and I just am very comforted whenever I think um, of how much growth like my own relationship has experienced that I'm in right now and that happiness derived from comparing my relationship now to my to the same relationship in the past is far better than getting discouraged or beat up over comparing my relationship to a different one because I think it's beautiful whenever you like sit down and think about where your relationship first started and like how much it's blossomed and grown and the things you've improved on and the things you've worked on and just how you've grown as a couple and individually and like the memories that have been created that's like a beautiful thing and chances are if you're still in the relationship whenever you sit down and reflect you're gonna have a smile come to your face because generally speaking you know things do get better of course you have hard times but I feel like things get better and you learn how to handle situations differently and that kind of thing of course like I said you have hard times so if you're sitting there thinking like about your relationship and you're going through a rough patch right now you may not have those same feelings but comparing your own relationship that you're in right now to the way it was before with that same person is like the only comparison you should be doing in my opinion and it just elicits way greater feelings than comparing to any other relationship could possibly do and you never know what people are going through and like everyone always says social media is a highlight reel and especially like with YouTube and everything you seriously and even Instagram you only see a split like a fraction of people's lives and it's so easy to just create you know assumptions and assume that you know exactly how things are in other people's lives but you don't. You literally do not. Only those people do. So let go of that. Next is to be intentional with the time you spend together with your partner. First of all, first of all, I want to talk about living together because my boyfriend and I have been living together. This is our second year. We started living together senior year of college. Um, I had a roommate that was one of my roommates my freshman year of college, um, my sophomore and junior year, and she moved home um, for nursing school for senior year and to like finish out her nursing degree. And Griffin and I had been together for two years at that point. And we were just like, okay, 
I didn't want to live alone um, and I just didn't want to at all and I also just didn't want to have to like deal with random roommates and I didn't know anyone that needed roommates just because I was going into my senior year of college and everyone kind of has their roommates by then so we decided it was time like you know we were like we're ready to move in together but we did sit there and I you know we had a conversation it's like you know when things get hard we can't you know just like walk out on each other that's like not how it works you know we have to be grown adults this is a big step we're taking and you know we have to handle everything with maturity and this is a very big step so um and my brother and sister-in-law my brother's older than me like two and a half years older than me and they did the same thing but I think they moved in together their junior year and then they're married now but um I remember like my mom telling me like you know y'all need to have that same conversation because it's important you know to not take this lightly because it is a very big step so anyways that's just like a little lesson in itself but in general with spending time together in regards to living together you're literally always around the other person for the most part so it feels like you spend a ton of time together when in reality yes you're physically around each other but the actual emotional connection is so easy to just let slide and you have to go out of your way to spend intentional time with one another that goes beyond and farther than just sitting in one another's presence and that's just so important and I kind of talked about this last week and whenever I was talking about my gratitude and I said I was thankful for my relationship how Griffin and I you know like went on a date for the first time in so long and it just felt like we were on like our first date all over again like that kind of thing that kind of feeling and that's just like so important to me because it's like that's something I've noticed is something that we struggle with is spending that intentional time together you know like we'll eat dinner sitting next to one another and we'll occasionally like watch a show together but how often are we actually like engaging and emotionally connecting things I guess and it's important to go out of your way to take that time and spend that time together and going off of that never stop like dating the person you're with I feel like that's a phrase that's like very commonly said um to just always go out of your way to make the other person's day and date them with that same level of effort and intention as when you first started dating and that's especially true for long-term relationships to just always treat it like you know you're just starting to date each other instead of oh we're comfortable with each other and you know we don't have to really put in as much effort because the relationship will never grow if you just are sitting in your comfort and the next thing is to be your own person this is so important um you just have to let your significant other enjoy their hobbies, hang out with their friends without always having you around. And I know that's like really hard for some people to hear because I've been there and I've done that. And a lot of the times when people do that, they're not, they don't realize they are. And it's more so of just a dependency thing. And you can't be dependent on one another for plans, like what you're going to be doing for happiness, especially happiness because it just sets you up in a situation where the other person will never be able to fully fulfill everything you expect because you know if you're expecting them to always do everything with you or always make you happy it's going to inevitably lead to you being disappointed because that's not something they can fulfill they cannot promise you that they're going to that you're going to be at every single plan they make with them and they can't promise to make you happy 24 7 because nobody will and I just want like I feel like I've kind of I might have said this before in a podcast episode talking about relationships but maybe I haven't this is like me being like super open right now 
But um, in the beginning of what I've noticed in like my two long-term relationships I've had, in the beginning of the relationships, I just am so, so in like invested in it. And I'm not saying I'm not invested in it now, but I'm so heavily just enthralled by it, I feel like. And it's so like new and exciting. And I don't realize it, but I'm just kind of like doing everything I possibly can to make the other person happy. And I'll talk about that in a little bit, but it kind of like led to me having like this, I, where I was dependent on the other person for happiness. And I didn't even mean to be, and I'm a very independent person, but if I have strong feelings for someone, I'm really bad about letting that independence slide and just sort of having everything associate with that other person. If my feelings are really strong, just because I'm a very, very feeling based person and if those feelings are really strong, um, I sort of just let my independence slide. And over time, you know, I get months into the relationship and then all of a sudden I'm at a year, a year and a half. And I realize that I have just been, I've lost all sense of independence. And I'm still doing some things on my own and, you know, whatever. But I, in general, am completely dependent on the other person for happiness. And that's not healthy. And I noticed that um, whenever my boyfriend and I now, we did have like a two or three week break in the middle of our not in the middle of our relationship it was very early in the relationship actually it was only like four or five months into our relationship and when he like when we started that break and it was you know more initiated by him than me because I didn't want to break up at all but when it happened I was so so like so painfully heartbroken and it was because I was I tied up all of my happiness all of my feelings of happiness were tied up to him and I hadn't tied up any happiness to things that I do myself and I had just kind of like lost all of that because I was so just you know you know how you get in the beginning of relationships sometimes and you know that's okay but it's just important to just make sure you maintain that independence and if you're dependent on the other person for all your happiness and plans and stuff, if anything, like I just said, were ever to happen to you as a couple and you all were no longer together, the pain is so much worse because instead of losing the person and still having, you know, 100% of yourself and having those things that make you happy, you lose that person and you also lose yourself because all of your identity was tied up in that person. And you have to get to a place where if you ever lost that person or you guys broke up or whatever and you had to live without them, you have to get to a place where you know you would be upset and you would be sad, but you would ultimately be okay. And that's where I'm at like in my relationship now. And I feel like that sounds really terrible to say. Like, God forbid, I like hope and pray like nothing ever happens. Like Griffin's who I want to spend like the rest of my life with and vice versa and everything. And that's like our plan. But it's important like I had to get to a place where I realized you know hey I'm kind of unhealthily dependent on this person for my happiness I need to like sort of like find that independence all over again and honestly I was never so dependent on the on him for like plans um for doing things and for hobbies and stuff because I've always had YouTube while we've been together and that's always been mine and you know we've always hung out with our friends separately and stuff but there was a period of time where I felt like any feeling of happiness I got was derived like from him and I tied it to him so whenever I did lose him I literally just felt like I couldn't like 
continue I was like my heart is so shattered like I don't think I can ever like love again and it was like so bad (laughs) but that sounds really dramatic but I was it was just like I fell really hard really fast for him and um because of that I was so tied up like in in him and like his like just my emotions were so so strong um and since I was so dependent on him for happiness I felt that heartbreak so hard because I didn't have any happiness in my own life that I was creating if that makes sense or at least if I was I wasn't paying any attention to it because I was so enthralled by my relationship if that makes sense and now I'm at a place where it's like I know how to make myself happy but I'm a thousand times happier with him and that's why you know we're together and why we choose each other every day so it's just it's really hard and I feel like it's very weird because it happened in both of my relationships my long-term relationships that I've had I felt that shift where I'm like, okay, wait, I'm going to gain my independence back real quick, but still like, let's come together stronger after that. And I feel like it did make us stronger because instead of me being so, I always expected him to fulfill my happiness. So when he didn't, I would get really upset. Whereas now I am not dependent on him for happiness and when I say happiness, I'm not saying like I don't expect him to make me happy. That's not what I mean. But I don't expect all of my happiness to come from him. And I feel like I used to. So like now our relationship is so much stronger because it's like I'm not depending on him to like be in a good mood and feel good and everything like that. So that was, I really hope that made sense. I'm just like sitting here right now after saying all of that. And I was like, was that gibberish? Please tell me it wasn't. So next is to take care of yourself. This is kind of building off of what I just said. But don't take care of the other person at the expense of yourself because you can't care for the other person to your full potential if you're not taking care of yourself first. And I've said it a million times in the podcast, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Make sure your cup is full first before pouring into anybody else's cup. And I know a lot of, um, you know, people say, you know, like put your significant other first and you should. Yes, I get it. But you can't do that at the expense of yourself. And once again, this is how I was in the beginning of both my long-term relationships. I, this is once again, me just being open. In the beginning of my relationships that I've had that have been long-term, I would do anything and everything I can do to make the other person happy if I have strong feelings about them. And even if they don't expect it or ask for it, you know, like I'm going to go so far out of my way to just, provide for and make that other person happy like with the littlest things like making them a bunch like all their meals and like just always inviting them over for dinner like whatever all those kinds of things and just going so far out of my way to do those things and that's great and it's okay to do those things but I was creating this pressure out of nowhere to do that I had to do all of that and I didn't have to (laughs) but I just whenever I feel really strongly for someone and like for Griffin, you know, like I just, I fell so hard so fast. So I was like, I'm going to do anything I can to make him happy. Um, even if he's not expecting it or asking for it. And I'm naturally just a giving person. So when I do really care about someone like that, I just have a bad habit of just doing anything and everything I can at the expense of myself because I think it's going to keep them around because I get scared I like have that attachment where I'm like okay I really 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 like this person and I don't ever want them to leave and I don't want to have to live without them what can I do to make sure they stay and so I'm creating this falls thing in my head where it's like okay if I 
you know, do X, Y, and Z for them and, you know, surprise them with blah, 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 whatever it is, um, they're not going to leave me because I'm giving them so much and I'm providing so much to the relationship. And I would just give and give and give at the expense of myself and never actually take time for myself. And my initial thought was just always, what can I do to help that person? And it's okay to always put your partner first. I just almost said partner, LOL. (laughs) And to want to help them. And I just, you just have to make sure you are at 100% before you do so. And it's just not sustainable in the long run to pour your everything to provide for someone else and to make the other person happy because after a while, you are going to hit a wall and say, wait, why am I literally going so hard and like far out of my way to do all of this and not taking any time to myself? So what happened with me is I like, I realized I was like, okay, I just did all of this to try and keep this person around subconsciously like I wasn't intentionally like in my head I wasn't like oh if I do this then they'll stay with me and they won't break up with me it was a subconscious thing like I didn't realize it until after the fact and I reflected about it and then I like hit a wall and I was just like okay this person's with me because of our emotional connection and because they like me as a person and love me for me not because I'm what I'm sitting here doing for them and once I came to that realization I was like hey babe um I'm gonna start taking some time for myself because I kind of forgot to do that the past few years so I hope you don't mind but self-care is a nightly thing now and I'm going to be absent for an hour of the night. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. And that's exactly what happened to me, like in my relationship with Griffin. And I just realized like, I was like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot to take care of myself along the way. And that probably happened right around like the one and a half year, two year mark for us. So like a year ago, really, um, or a year and a half ago. And you just it's just weird to the other person because then all of a sudden you're like switching things up and it can be confusing for them at first. But as long as you just like communicate and just be like, hey, I have just really, you know, been giving, 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 and you've been giving as well, but I just haven't been giving anything back to myself and I really need to. And hopefully this isn't like off-putting for anyone, me saying all this. This is just genuinely me sharing my experience and what's happened with me. And I don't, I say this because... I am someone, like I said, who just naturally is such a giver and I'm so empathetic and emotional and I just realized, I realized so far into my relationship that I wasn't taking time for myself and since I started taking time for myself, our relationship has literally grown so much because now I'm not like not aware of my own feelings and emotions and problems at the end of the day. I'm actually aware of them because I am taking time for myself Whereas before I was so focused on, you know, doing whatever I can to provide for the other person and make them happy that I wasn't paying any any attention to being aware of my own feelings and problems and emotions or anything like that. So everything's seriously gotten so much better since I actually started taking time for myself. And Griffin agrees. Like he's like, you know, you literally don't ever – he used to say all the time you know like you just don't ever like slow down like you have too much going on to where you don't really have that time to sit down and even assess what's actually going on in your mind and in your heart and in your emotions so that was really long-winded but hopefully you get what I'm saying and next is to not settle for the first person to give you attention this is what I wish I would have if I could go back and like tell myself something like my younger self growing up I would tell them or tell them I would tell myself hey 
Like, just because a guy's giving you attention doesn't mean you have to date them. Sorry, Abby. I went through, like, a lot in high school. <laughs> I, I talked to, like, so many people, I feel like, and it never, like, went anywhere. Like, I would talk to someone for two weeks, and then I would be, like, I would realize in, like, the second week, I'd be, like, wait, why am I talking to you? Like, I, we, I don't really, I'm not that interested in you. We don't really have that much in common. I'm literally only speaking to you because you showed a remote interest in me. And that's just, like, not really good I feel like because I never really had set like true standards for myself and I would just assume that the first person who gave me the time of day and showed me attention was someone that I was supposed to be with and catch feelings for and as a result um, of course I was never really satisfied and I wasn't compatible with some of the people I talked to because I was literally just taking the first person to give me attention and running with it and newsflash you don't have to be with anyone. You can totally just ignore the attention and be with yourself and give or give attention to who you want to. It doesn't have to be to the first person that comes up to you. And it's just so funny looking back because I'm like, I wonder like how many people I just like had those little situationships with where I would just like literally text them for like two weeks and maybe hang out with them once. And I feel like so many of those wouldn't have happened if I just like wasn't that way. And of course, like I don't regret it and I don't wish I could change it because like all of it happens for a reason. And it's just it's just so like comical looking back on, to be honest, because it's just funny because I'm like, wow, Abby, you just like really did not care to like think about whether or not like you had anything in common with the person or whether you even actually truly liked them and you just sort of took the attention and ran with it. And a lot of that had to do with like having a lot of insecurities with myself to where I didn't like really have a lot of, I had respect, I had a lot of respect for myself, but I didn't really truly know myself. And I also just like had a lot of insecurities at the same time. So I just thrived off of like getting that attention because I didn't really, that's how I like found my value when I was younger was from the attention that like other people gave me, like my friends, like weren't really involving me in things or weren't giving me attention I felt like I was a terrible person or I was just like a crappy friend and same thing with relationships if I wasn't getting attention from a guy I was like oh my gosh I'm ugly nobody likes me and that was just so dramatic and not the case but um that's just like something very random and I think that some people don't realize this until later on and I think I did realize it I didn't really realize that until like a year ago when I was just like in a very reflective mode so I don't know next is to try to get a hold of your insecurities and past relationship problems before getting into a new one so obviously you're always going to have insecurities I'm not saying that you need to be insecurity free going into a new relationship and you honestly might even develop new insecurities um, from getting into a new relationship but if you're like actually aware of the insecurities you do have prior to getting into a relationship either do your best to like work on them um or at least be aware of the fact that you can't assume your significant other is going to fix them or make them go away because they're going to stay there until you know you make your best effort to work on them and I get some insecurities aren't really things that you can work on I mean every it's different for everyone obviously but I feel like the insecurities I've had in my past have been things that I could actually sit down and assess and work on and not bring them into the relationship because I'm someone who would almost in the beginning of a relationship I would expect my insecurities to go away because of the person 
Um, and that's just not going to happen. And that just like wasn't healthy for me to think because then when they didn't go away, it started causing like problems, if that makes sense. And specifically, if you have trust issues from the past or any other problems from past relationships, it's important to heal from them or do your best to heal from them. And as much as you tell yourself you're not going to carry those problems into your new relationship, it is absolutely inevitable that they will resurface if you've never fully allowed yourself to heal. And for me, you know, I thought I had healed from past trust issues and multiple other relationships before getting in the relationship I'm in with Griffin now. And I had to remind myself, you know, hey, it's not fair for my significant other to have to suffer the consequences from something that isn't even from our relationship. So I had to take the time to process what I had been through before while I was in the relationship, which made things really difficult for us in the beginning because I would sit there and say like, yes, I trust you and everything. But then like when I would constantly question things and like question his feelings for me and that kind of thing, that shows that I don't trust him. And it's something that like obviously I think that someone who's like emotionally mature has to be able to handle because I feel like someone who's emotionally immature isn't going to understand that and just want to break up with you. So it can be like scary and it's hard to deal with, but it's real. I mean, like everyone has baggage that they take from each relationship and it's important to if you can if it's something that can be resolved like on your own do your best to and I'm specifically talking about like trust issues right now I'm not saying that you need to make sure every problem is I'm not sitting here like commanding you to do that at all I'm just personally attesting to trust issues because that is what I personally struggled with and it just caused problems in the beginning of my relationship with Griffin honestly because it wasn't fair to him and I knew that he knew that and it was just weird because it was something I truly thought I had healed from, but I had honestly just pushed it under the rug and never truly came to terms with it. And I was forced to come to terms with it whenever I started having feelings for him and everything. So it was hard to sort through and it took a lot of time for me to like separate those past, you know, problems and concerns and just trust issues I had from the relationship I'm in now, if that makes sense. And next is to learn how to compromise. Keep in mind um, that although it's ideal that all relationships are 50-50 all the time, you have to remember that throughout seasons of life, um, things are going to get hard for both of you at the same time or they're going to get hard for one person and not for the other. You know, one person may be struggling at work and the other may not be. Um, One person may just be going through a lot personally and the other may not be. Um you know, and you may just be more busy than the other at different times and things are going to look more like 80-20 in those situations. And you can't let those seasons of inequity determine your entire relationship to be one-sided. As long as each person, in my opinion, is making their best effort given the circumstances, that is what matters at the end of the day. And compromising is something that can suck sometimes if you're someone who just like wants things to go your way and you want to be in control of things but everyone has to do it and friendships and your family and relationships it's just part of life you give and you get you know and make sure everything in a relationship isn't derived from just your wants and needs and desires make sure you're also giving in some areas so that your partner can have their desires and needs and wants met And it can be something as little as like the Netflix shows you watch. Griffin and I have like very, like there's some things that we've watched together that we really love. 
but for the most part we like watch very different stuff so you know we I have to compromise sometimes and watch anime or like he has to compromise sometimes and watch a chick flick and we're not going to sit there and like cause an argument over that when we could easily just compromise instead and deal with it and that also is the same to be true for like other situations as well using tv shows and what we watch is like a very very light example of that and you won't always agree on everything and on what each other wants but as long as you can accept that things won't always be your way it's for the greater good of the relationship and it's going to make things better lastly um i just want to talk about how important it is to set boundaries and this is something that is constantly a work in progress for me because i think it changes as your life changes and there's personal boundaries, you know, there's setting time for yourself, what you're comfortable with in a relationship as far as like what you will allow and what you won't allow and blah, blah, blah. But that's all stuff that has to be communicated because it all boils back down to, you know, if you don't have those boundaries, like how is the other person supposed to know like what's going to hurt your feelings and what's not going to hurt your feelings and when you need time for yourself and when you know you're good to hang out with them and that kind of thing and then there's also like relational boundaries um what do you think the two of you always need to communicate on what how do you want to resolve your arguments is there a specific way you want to go about doing that how do you want to handle like your housework or chores or whatever if you live together communicate and set those boundaries so that each partner is aware of what lines not to cross and i know like for my relationship now with griffin when we are apart and like are say going out without the other person we just let each other know where we're at and where we're going so we're just not like sitting there in the dark like having no idea what the other person is up to and that was something that when griffin and i like sat down when we realized i was really struggling with trust issues like probably around the six to eight month mark in our relationship I was really, really struggling with just like trusting him. I sat there and I told him, I was like, Griffin, I really, really trust you. But my, the way I was constantly questioning everything completely, like my actions were saying otherwise. So we sat there and we were like, what can we do to make me feel more comfortable that wasn't done before that caused these trust issues in the past? And what we realized, it's like, okay, for me, a boundary I set then, which in the moment I didn't realize it was boundary but looking back it was like something we sat down and communicated about and was like hey let's make sure we do this that's setting a boundary so what we did is we were like hey anytime you know we're not with one another and um not like anytime we're not with one another like if I was going to the grocery store or something but if we were in like a setting you know at night like where one of us was going out with a group of friends or whatever for me because of like what I've been through in the past it was important for me to say like can you just tell me like where you're at like or what you're doing because if I don't know I sit there and I get in like a downward spiral of thoughts that stem from my trust issues and ever since we set that boundary my trust issues got like completely eliminated basically because then I was like why like I I have no reason to not trust him if he's sitting there telling me like what he's doing and like where he's at and that way I'm not like worried either like in case anything bad were to happen like god forbid but like that way you know you at least know where they're at and where they've been and that kind of thing and that may like some people may be like oh my gosh that's so controlling but it's not I'm not sitting here telling him where he can and can't go and like who he can and can't be with and who he can and can't hang out with it's me it's for the better it's for the greater good of our relationship because if we didn't set that boundary who knows how long I would have sat there and struggled with trust issues and just like gotten in really negative headspaces and 
sort of brought our relationship down just because I was sitting there constantly questioning him when if we just sit there and we both do it it's not just him either and that's a thing like I didn't just say like oh you need to do this like I was like I'm gonna do the same because I feel like it's beneficial for both of us because one like if there was an emergency we would know like where to pick the other person up and that kind of thing and just once I recognized okay wow if we just communicate and tell each other where we're at or where we're gonna be it solidifies that feeling of security and comfort just by knowing what they're up to so your mind doesn't start those subconscious assumptions and thinking the worst and that's definitely like a mental habit that stems from you know like just being hurt before or just being an overthinker honestly even if you haven't been if you're an overthinker that's definitely something that happens so we just both prefer things that way and that's just what works for our relationship um and like I said it's just really really helped me with my trust issues that um I had coming into the relationship that I told myself I resolved and I didn't (laughs) and next um with boundaries it's just an aspect of communication that's essential for ensuring each person feels like heard respected and cared for because without those boundaries you're setting a relationship up for miscommunications and arguments and problems because someone's eventually and inevitably going to cross a line that they didn't even know existed so anywhere in your life and in your relationship where you feel like very strongly about something that has to be communicated from the get-go or at least once something happens that makes you realize it needs to be communicated communicate it because setting those boundaries seriously can transform your relationship it's as simple as informing the other person what you are and aren't comfortable with and um boundaries like some people i think sometimes in relationships people get boundaries confused with telling the other person what to do boundaries are something that's mutually decided on and it's something that you both respect and both understand and on the other end obviously if you're telling someone what to do and what they can't do that's like a controlling thing and that's like a whole other can of worms but setting boundaries is something very very healthy in relationships that I feel like you sort of get better at doing and recognizing as you get older and further along in relationships and as you just have more experience in general so that is everything that was 10 things so I feel like that's plenty and these are all truly just very personal so like I said if you don't agree with any of it that's okay um I just wanted to share them just in case anyone out there like likes hearing other people's like relationship this isn't like advice I would say you can take it as advice if you want to it's just more so of what I've learned and I just really thought it'd be great to sit down and talk to you guys about it like from me one-on-one so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode be sure to leave a review on apple podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and join the gen z girl podcast facebook group um it's growing all the time and I love just seeing all the posts in there. I know someone posted in it today about like whether or not a Kindle was worth it. And I like did the little um, option where you can like turn on notifications for the post because I've been considering um, putting that on my Christmas wish list. So you guys helped me too. So um, yeah, join the Facebook group and follow the Gen Z Girl Podcast on Instagram. It's always linked in the show notes and it's just at Gen Z Girl Podcast. And I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening and I will talk to you all next week.